A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Music at a rational volume. Hey everybody, thanks for clicking on Music for a Rational Volume. This is Kyle, along with, uh, as always, is my faithful companion, Nate. What's going on? Hey man. Nate, what are we talking about tonight there, buddy? Tonight, we are going to look back on the career and life of one Neil Kirby McMillan Jr. For those of you who don't know, his stage name was Mojo Nixon. It was professionally known as Mojo. Okay. Uh, He was an American musician and actor, best known for his novelty song, Elvis is Everywhere, uh, which was a staple on MTV. He had a interesting style. His it had so many different names and genres and titles and all. The most common one is psychobilly, uh, genre somewhere between rockabilly and punk rock. He's kind of a dirty weird owl. <laughs> That's that very, very well said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, this is kind of your baby. What uh, what's your relationship with Mojo? I mean, I've had a couple of his albums. I've heard people talk about him. He's been on the, uh, he's, he's in my record collection, you know. Uh, I don't have all of his stuff, but to be fair, a lot of his albums are hard to find. And when you mm-hmm. do find them, people are asking way too much for them. But, I mean, as far as that Weird Al comparison, with his original material, yes, absolutely. I think he's just as funny. Um, he's just as dark as weird Al. I think a lot of people don't get that about weird Al. Some of his stuff is pretty dark, but with uh, Mojo, he was more, um, at least when he was with Skid Roper in the eighties where they were doing these funny pop songs, they were a little lighter Mm -hmm. in tone. Um, but then when he went solo, he made a record Otis on Enigma and then Enigma went bankrupt and, you know, his, his manager's like, well, he's pretty much off the leash because he just went a lot more sweary and a lot mm-hmm. more filthy and talking about fornication and masturbation and bestiality and UFOs and Bigfoot. And it's just, he went kind of crazy with it. Yeah. I mean, for me, he was always like this, like what would happen if an ADHD kid didn't get medicated? So he was just a <laughs> lunatic, I mean, but it's in a good way. Place. Yeah. I mean, he would talk about celebrities. He even made a song about uh, Princess Diana after she died called Drunk Divorce Floozy. I'm sure that went over well. Dude, (laughs) but that's just what he did. No one's listening to his records anyway, so like, what difference does it make, you know? Wasn't going to (laughs) make headlines. That's what he was trying to do, I think. At least get a rise out of people. But I don't think it was mean-spirited. I mean, you can take it however you want, but... I don't know. I mean, this, like I said, when he was in the 80s, he was with a guy named Skid Roper, who he had met in San Diego, and he was in that whole scene, and they made records together, and Mojo played acoustic guitar, and Skid played kind of this, like a washboard thing with on yeah. a stick. It's weird. Okay, that's weird. Like in the interviews, if you're watching the interviews with him at the time, Mojo's one, he's always talking, he's just a million miles an hour, and Skid would yeah. kind of sit there. They had a falling out. A departure, 1989, 90, something like that. And there's different stories. Either 
Skid wasn't asked to be in the band or he didn't want to be a, be with a band. He just wanted to be, you know, the two of them to keep going, but you can really tell where the musical stuff came from because Mojo's solo stuff is really not that different other than it got a little filthier, but he sang all the songs. He played guitar, you know, he really seemed to be the band leader. He did all the talking in interviews. Uh, seemed like a good dude. You know, he was real close with a guy named country Dick from the, uh, the beat farmers. Okay. Um, he did a lot of stuff with him and Roscoe Amble and, you know, his records just kind of dwindled throughout the nineties. He would still play shows, but he was a club act. Mm-hmm. And then he retired from music somewhere in the early two thousands. Um, got onto, uh, being a disc jockey in San Diego and then in Cincinnati. And then he got kind of his bigger break with radio doing outlaw country. And he did a political show with a, kind of a dirty comical name and he did a NASCAR based show. I mean, he was just doing all that stuff, but he's really built for that. Just yeah. a nonstop bull crap artist and just could talk really to anybody and about yeah. anything and any length of time. Um, and his music I always thought was fun. Yeah. It was, you know, poking fun at people. It was pretty good songs. I mean, it, he was good buddies with the uh, dead milkman and they put him in one of the songs simply because he was nice to him when they were in San Diego. They didn't have a place to stay. He'd invite him over for Thanksgiving. They had TV dinners. Nice. And yeah, he just seemed like a good dude, but his songs and their songs seem kind of the same. They they do have a similar vibe to him for sure. They're just super weird about, you know, UFOs and aliens and whatever, whatever seems to come up. I will say his music is surprisingly good. Like, it's catchy, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't expect these two goofballs to have decent hooks, and their lyrics make sense. And you know, it's it doesn't sound like crap, and you know, it doesn't sound oh. like the indie, self-produced weirdness that that maybe if you're not an aficionado, you don't understand. Which a lot of it was just you know, self-produced or produced with his buddies kind of thing. Yeah. And but you know, I mean, some of his stuff, Disney is the enemy. It's an alien conspiracy run by Mormon missionaries. I mean, it's just so weird. (laughs) Who comes up with that stuff? It's just very bizarre. Uh, Just talking about things that uh, seem to be interesting to him or injustices, saying a lot about Jesus and Elvis and drinking. And, you know, I think a lot of this was a character, much like Alice Cooper does a character on stage. It's not the same guy at home. And I think yeah. he was kind of that same way. In fact, I think his wife actually called him Kirby. I think he went by that. Okay. That makes as sense. His, as his normal name, you know, but Mojo yeah. was this guy he played on stage and, you know, on the radio and was just, you know, just raving lunatic. And yeah. as much as he seems like this, you know, red state redneck, he was very liberal, mm-hmm. you know, in his politics. And he even wrote a kind of a joke song about that. Love me. I'm a liberal. <laughs> taking the piss out of himself it was just good stuff i i, I did appreciate that one because he was it's it's hard it's easy to take shots at something you don't like or something you don't understand right. it's it's harder to take that that scalpel or that um f- find light and show in, into your own hypocrisy and your own like 
okay, maybe we could be better too. Like that kind of a thing is particularly in at today's culture. And you don't see anybody being like, well, maybe, maybe we're the idiots sometimes. Well, I mean, yeah, nobody gives an inch on anything, No, you know, but with him, um, I mean, just some of the songs he had were pretty amazing. Jesus at McDonald's, his first one. He does some covers that I've got on this playlist, an Alice Cooper cover and a Smith's cover, which is totally different from the one you'd think. One for you, Nate. I'm living with the three-foot Antichrist. <laughs> you got kids. I do. I'm sometimes thinking, who birthed this thing? I don't have a whole lot more to say about um, and with the playlist that I compiled pretty much in chronological order but um that doesn't really matter and if it doesn't have that song on there that you liked um tough it's fine yeah. i think it's got a pretty <laughs> good representation of what he was about burn all the moms elvis is everywhere debbie gibson is pregnant with my two had a love child don henley must die uh ballad of country dick it's really heartfelt um i did want to talk one thing though where he passed away there's this thing called the outlaw country cruise and been going on since 2016 and they've had okay. bottle rockets old 97s lucinda williams rodney Crowell, some really big stars and there was a various lineup every year but every single year of that from the time it started uh it the lineup included mojo nixon he was yes. on it every time and on february 7 2024 on the cruise when it was docked in San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, Mojo died in his sleep on mm. the cruise ship doing what he loved to do. And, um, his buddy country Dick died mid song on stage. So wow. he was never going to beat that, but <laughs> this was pretty close, you know, doing what he loved to do and made a lot of people really, really happy with his stuff. The people that got it. And uh, I did put some songs on the end, uh, Dead Milkman, Todd Snyder, Beat Farmers, Del Lord, some of the songs that he appeared on or that they they mentioned him in. Um, he's a big, larger-than-life guy, and I think he just made this world a better place. It certainly was a lot more fun with him around. Yeah. So I'm going to miss him. And um, I just, I don't know, I wanted it for us to at least uh, mention that uh, he was here and uh, – now that he's gone, uh, we noticed. All right. Yeah, I didn't have much of a relationship with it. I'm sure I'd heard some of these songs here and there. But it never really was on my radar. Uh, but I do know how many people uh, revered him and also found him to be, like you said, a great, a great dude who was just fun to have around and was really influential on a lot of people. And yeah. you can't really ask for more out of a life than that, you know, just great relationships and yeah, kind of a, a legendary status that will, that will live on. Yeah. He married his wife at a go-kart track in 1989 country deck nice. performed the ceremony <laughs> and uh, still together. And he's written songs about her and she weathered it. And uh, yeah, just seemed on the, the outside, just kind of a regular guy, you know, regular normal dude but uh i don't know i've never heard anybody say anything bad about him that's awesome i didn't know him personally but you know i guess that's all we got now yeah i guess and that's enough 
Oh, if you do listen to the playlist, though, a lot of these songs are really dirty. So lots of cursing, lots of uh, oh, a lot of su- suggestive lyrics. Yeah, a lot of sexual stuff and a lot of um, sweary stuff. So if you don't like that, don't listen to it. But uh, fair warning, that's it. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, we'll see ya. See ya. <laughs>